Hello, good people, and welcome to the Amateur Hour. My name is Justin. My name's Tyler. Today's episode is sponsored by the lovely Kelly's Kernels. We love you. Kelly, listen. <laughs> if you're out there, your eyes shine like the stars, and your popcorn is mighty delicious. Anywho. <sighs> Sorry, I was that, getting that a little was very deep weird, with Justin. that one. And Grim Reaper, your beard is as soft as the cotton candy. Okay, let's just keep the weirdness rolling, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and if I were you guys, I would check those sponsors out because, oof, they're pretty fire. <laughs> Anywho, I uh, would love to, I'd love to be back, you know? It's just, it always feels good to be back. And I never know what to say until I say it. That's what I got to say. You know, I got to say what I got to say. <laughs> Either way, uh, we're happy that you guys are back. I know, listen, you're probably like, what happened in November? And I'm going to tell you what happened. Finals. <laughs> so leave me alone, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of episodes up. I'm sorry. But at the end of the day, I'm my own boss. So what can I say? <laughs> we needed a much we had a much needed break. But we're gonna have all these lovely episodes up for you guys in December. So just be ready, okay? Just wanted to put that side note out there. But with that, let's get into topics because we got some interested stuff to talk about. And <laughs> you know, me and Austin were talking about this. This is a Tyler-filled episode, all right? We're excited. Tyler's bringing it. He's got the topics rolling in. So, uh, but first, <laughs> we're going to go with one of my topics, Tesla. <laughs> um, Tesla has a uh, lovely, brand new, like, thing going on. And they're opening up. It was kind of a big deal. It's a little bit of old news, but they're they're opening up their charging stations. So now they're going to be a like very large charging hub, so to speak, because now other vehicles, obviously, that can fit that uh, Tesla shaped charger are going to be able to charge uh, at Tesla charging stations, which is kind of crazy. And what makes it so crazy is that they're going to be what like uh think of like a uh speedway but they're gonna be one of the only speedways <laughs> they're definitely gonna have a big monopoly over those uh electrical charging stations coming up so i i thought that was very interesting right like the first electric charging station that's saying you know what we'll charge your car even if you're not a tesla and uh, how do you guys feel about that? i think it's a Good idea, because all these other electric vehicles, like what, Rivian has their own vehicle, all of the other, like Chevy, Ford, all of them are coming out with new, their own. They're all going to have different, I imagine they all have like relatively different parts. So Tesla can literally sell adapters for their charging stations to these other people and make money off of it. So, yeah, and it'll have more people using those charging stations. So, I think that they're probably going to make a whole lot of money doing this. Oh yeah, I think it's definitely a good uh, business opportunity. But I just randomly remembered this. 
my dad and I were talking about this, I think yesterday. Um, he mentioned that it's great that we're getting all these electric cars and not using as many fossil fuels, but he pointed out that what the batteries are made out of are precious metals and non-renewable, yep. and we're eventually going to run out? We're, it's very hard to get the materials that... Yeah. <laughs> this is, it's funny you bring this up, because this is a top, another topic that we were going to talk about, but we never really yeah. did. And it's the fact that electric vehicles really aren't as, as uh, environmentally friendly as people think they are. And in fact, they're, all, they're just as bad, basically, as a regular oh. vehicle. And then I heard from another uh, YouTuber that I watch. Um, doesn't have anything to do with his channel, but Linus Tech Tips. I forgot what car he drove. Um, I think it was a it was a Chevy Volt. I, I might mm -hmm. be I could be wrong, uh, but it was a hybrid. It ran on gas and electric. And he says that he keeps a full tank of gas. But he also keeps the car charged, where when he drives, it's, I guess, it's a 50-50, probably more battery than gas. But he only goes through a few tanks of gas a year. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly on uh, battery power. And I'm thinking, like, that's probably the best way to go right now, being most efficient and reusing less of those precious materials. And but it kind of sucks because it's brands like Tesla that are saying, "Oh no, we need to be on battery. Battery's the way to go." But what people don't know in the background is how bad that really is, as you just pointed out. So I'm, there's not a clear understanding to your general public or people that are driving these cars, and I think that's probably one of the big problems out there. Yeah, I mean. Elon's done a really good job of uh, branding those vehicles as super environmentally friendly and hiding the fact that you get, I think it's like cobalt is needed for the cars, a lot of cobalt or something. There's like some material that they have to like, they dig huge like mines and stuff and have to go through and all of that involves. Buddy, go on YouTube and look up the videos and the process and how much mining and how much they're doing digging up and everything to make a lithium battery you're mm -hmm. gonna be like holy shit this is 10 times worse than an oil pump field yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's it's really really bad actually it's i mean i will say that in terms of at least probably the only environmentally friendly thing that we're gonna have to stand to gain is the at least like the emissions right being released into the air essentially right so we're at least protecting that ozone layer so to speak more than uh with an electric vehicle more than an actual probably gas powered vehicle granted not renewable source but at the same token i think that at least it's a step in the right direction right because it's like Unfortunately, we're not going to have the full answer to how to do something entirely economic friendly while making it popular. So I do enjoy the fact, at least, that these electric vehicles are becoming now a lot more popular because, like you were saying, Austin, all these company, car companies are picking up 
this idea of having electric vehicles like Audi has now their Audi e-tron uh, Ford is now they're trying to keep it up and they're trying to develop an electric truck um, for the truck lovers out there so it's like we're, we're getting this new popularity finally for electric vehicles so at least we're going to be able to cut the emissions down in terms of like the ozone layer. Now the next thing is, okay, we need to use something that's a renewable resource, not a finite, yeah. you know? Well, <laughs> that's my thing that's is, the next big step. My thing is, is like, well, first, like the in terms of like the science behind it, I could be wrong. I don't believe like the emissions that come out of uh, vehicles like the carbon uh, or the CO2, I don't believe that affects the ozone layer directly. That was like those. Remember when we were kids, they did like the talking about the ozone in that big hole in it, and they found out that it was from uh, pressure, pressurized cans, you know, spray cans, and they changed how they make those. So, and the ozone layer is fine. The problem with them is, is they put out so much CO2 that it gets, it's like making it trapping sunlight in the uh in the in earth basically or in our uh atmosphere and so it's like warming stuff but uh the thing that <clears throat> the thing the problem is is that like to get all of this lithium we're having to run machines that are not in any way shape or form uh electric like mine all this stuff up they're using bulldozers um all kinds of like big heavy machinery that goes through gas like we go through water um but i mean now that being said i still think it's probably a good idea that we start doing this but i think that the ultimate move my opinion is probably going to be at least for us to like really save the environment would be figuring out a way to use water in some way like ocean water to power vehicles yeah some type of hydrogen well and that's vehicle. another thing you know everyone's saying i'm being more efficient by charging my car and driving and not burning fossil fuel well here's the problem with that it doesn't take a small amount of power to charge your giant ass battery in your car and the power that you're charging that car with is brought to your house by more than likely fossil fuel burnt power. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a coal-fired turbine or a natural gas generator, something like that, it's, that's most likely how you're getting the power. At least that's how we get the power where we live. There's no green energy station providing the power to charge these cars. Now, if we were using these lithium batteries and we were in an area that was all wind power or all solar power, then it probably wouldn't be as impactful. But at the same time, where we are, we're using fossil fuel to generate power, to charge a lithium-ion battery in a car, and then when that lithium-ion battery is no good anymore, it's less efficient, and you're getting ready to say the car's no good or to replace the battery, we can't reuse 100% of that battery to make another battery we have to go mine for more materials it, it's just the whole cycle when you think about the whole big picture of 
getting the car, charging the car, using the car, recycling the car, none of it is environmental friendly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's why I put a few there's... links in the uh, live chat yeah. if you guys wanted to check them out. There's, that there's is definitely a mining. It's in terrible. terms of like you know uh, being more eco friendly and and saving you know our ecosystem, it's it's between a rock and a hard place, right? Like I think there's only so much we can do as a, in trying to figure things out, right? Because it's like we plug one hole in, uh, you know, for a sinking ship. It's like a sinking ship. You plug a hole up, and then the next hole is like, you know, another one pops up. Then you plug that up, and then another pops out. I think ultimately um, the more we develop and the more, I don't know, no matter what the tech it seems like we do, we're always going to have a new hole in the ship. And, uh, I mean, this is going to sound very pessimistic of me, trust me. Um, but... I, I don't think that there's really any sure one answer. The most we can do is delay the inevitable of the earth falling apart. But I, you know, I don't think that it's, uh, I think it's inevitable that the earth is going to probably, you know, dry up someday. <laughs> and like, I know it sounds very dark, but it's going to, I, I generally feel like there's, there's, it's going to get a lot worse. Yeah. Before we, realize that as one big group and by the time that realization comes it might be too late who yeah, knows <laughs> i just feel very pessimistic about what we i mean every little bit can help right and i think that like i said if we start doing some things that can delay at least delay said inevitable would be nice but at the end of the day it's like i mean there's no sheer one way over the other you know um yeah. It's unfortunate, but I, that's you know that's kind of like my two cents and and everything. Unless we can develop things that are using this hydrogen and this you know wind power and everything like that or solar power a lot more, I think we would hopefully then be able to you know like let's say we these big mining rigs like if they could be run off of solar power and and whatnot it would be fantastic but unfortunately too we're like in such an industry that is f like fueled by right like capitalism right like we're just money 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 and do you think these people want to develop something that's going to take longer be more of a risk rather than something that's just going to make them money no they're, they're going to want to do something that is going to just Make them every money. company out there is built to make money. Yeah. Tesla would have to turn itself into a nonprofit. Yeah, and that's not going to work, like you know. And it, 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 they wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> the oh, CEO sure. at the top driving his expensive Tesla truck, I'm sure every day, is not going to be like, well, no, I can't nonprofit because then you have to play the tax game and you have to write everything off, and it's a lot more complicated. You're not allowed to have a whole bunch of money sitting around it yeah it's just you, uh, yeah you they can't make not do that i'll say oh. one more thing and i'll let you because i know you have to you really want to say something else so i'll say one more thing and then i'll turn it over to you um and that is at least the one positive that i can see too also with these electric vehicles the one positive is at least it's not like you're gonna have this sort of 
horrible like wars and fighting at least as of right now right because i haven't seen a lot of craziness in terms of like the lithium and i could be you know putting my foot in my mouth not knowing so much but at least as right now it won't be like oil right where we have all this crazy fighting and stuff like that right over this this resource so to speak so hopefully that can also be a positive right uh, in terms of electric vehicles growing in popularity and stuff but austin really want to say something so i'm gonna oh go ahead oh uh well off of what you just said i was gonna say now not having wars over it anything that people find value in they try to they find a way to have a war over it but while you what you were talking about with like warming like the emissions and like warming of the earth like the thing is is like I don't think it's that pessimistic to say because at the end of the day like scientifically we've discovered that earth goes through like warming and cooling cycles anyway so even if we aren't putting out emissions eventually the earth was going to warm up and uh we were going to not be able to live here yeah oh so i don't think it's like it's you know, just like we're unfortunately like speeding the process right yeah, i think i think we're speeding it up now i think it's a little as exaggerated but that's not for me to say, but like I think that the real solution probably is that we just got to find somewhere else to live. Um, that's the that's like we don't have enough time. I don't think to uh, try to quote unquote save Earth because Earth like I don't think you can truly change the cycles of a planet. Like that's I don't know. I don't know if we're smart enough for that. But I do yeah. think we're smart enough to find somewhere that has Earth-like qualities and yeah. send something there. So, well, like, I think we've just recently done a successful flight on Mars. So yeah. that would tell me that there is a, how do I say, a pressurized um, atmosphere. If it's filled mm-hmm. with breathable air, probably not because there's no vegetation. But a pressurized atmosphere is a pretty good start. Yeah. Well, I know that there's a lot of, like, Elon, I mean, Elon's a really, really smart guy. And he said that the quickest way for us to be able to colonize Mars would be to nuke it because it would jumpstart an atmosphere, which is a very interesting concept. Um, and I, I'm sure a lot of people, when they hear the word nuke, they're like, oh, God. Um, radiation but uh apparently yeah he he said like if you nuked it it would start the atmosphere and like the radiation i think he said you like nuke one of the poles or something i don't know i don't know specifically well it would take still take like thousands of years when he says nuking it he doesn't mean nuclear explosion everything bad for everything uh it it's it's more like meaning breaking up the soil and we'd most likely do that by some type of powerful explosion but everything that's on mars is within it because there's no trees growing there's no vegetation so by breaking up the soil and having the best possibility of mixing everything up and exposing gases into the atmosphere and bringing stuff that's underground up to the surface that would give you a better learning opportunity to see what is in the soil there and what kind of gases are held within the planet 
And then that would give you a much better grounds of learning off of what you could start with that planet. I've actually heard multiple things about that before. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting concept, right? And I mean, again, I really hate to be pessimistic, and I do believe that just because there is going to be eventual end to essentially our planet, because essentially it's going to be finite. I, I, there's there's going to be an end date for this world. I think that that does not also give human. And I do want to clarify this: does not give humanity and people the right to treat their planet like garbage and right uproot all these forests and all this stuff like i do not really condone that much like or like you know when you see like the coral reefs and how unfortunately how they're dying off like that is some sad stuff because you know it's it's our planet and these are animals and you know environments that are absolutely beautiful that are just getting wrecked by uh this whole you know just building mindset like we got to build we got to build we got to do this we got to yeah this chemical it it's sad to see and i really think that we do need to take care of our planet for sure and i do think that we can extend some years and some longevity and i do really hope that there are people working on innovating and creating these more eco-friendly uh energy like energy right and this more eco-friendly uh, just like things that we do in general and I'm, I'm probably putting that in horrible words but my point is is like as long as we're working to innovate those things and I really hope that we do because uh, hopefully it does offer out some some solutions for for it us really to continue. comes down to people caring I think I have to say something similar to this every yeah. time we bring it up it's it's people caring every once in a while I watch something on YouTube about how they're cleaning up the beaches or cleaning up the ocean water and you and you see like huge amounts of trash just floating out in the water or a whole entire beachfront filled with trash that was brought in by the currents or you see like this i let's say poorer type country that doesn't have garbage pickup or anything like that kind of associated in their country so it all piles up on the streets and it gets taken off by little ditches and eventually makes it down to a river or into the ocean or some weird way like that. So, but some areas, it's kind of hard to care when that's how it's been for years. But at the same time, if you're that person that tossed a piece of garbage out of your car because you don't want garbage in your fancy car, I mean, a lot of it stems from little careless things like that. If you properly recycle if you use trash cans if if you're doing everything actively to control where your trash goes that's one big thing that would solve a lot of issues here and then i watched another thing on youtube it was the impact that styrofoam has and that plastics have and one of their solutions was taking the styrofoam cleaning it and reusing it which is great but you're it's a little bit toxic to do that because you have to heat it up and sometimes it's starts to burn and releases chemicals or there's another company that i found and they use mushrooms and mycelium which is like what the mushrooms roots are and what they do is they put 
together a form of, let's say, a carryout dish, but they make it out of mushroom, and then once it's cured, they dry it, and now you have a carryout dish that's 100% natural, and it doesn't matter what you do. If you throw it out in the yard somewhere, it's going to get wet or something, and it's going to grow a mushroom. So there's stuff like that that we could do way more often that we're just not doing now. But it's always down to the fact of a person not caring as much as they should, mm -hmm. or if it's some organization that profits off of a certain way of doing something terrible, yeah. then that's another bad thing, which the Tesla and the battery situation. I think that, um, uh, I mean, it all stems from humans feeling like they have the right to do, they are superior to everything else on the planet. Um so therefore you get to make all the decisions unfortunately like brains wise we are the most superior thing on the planet but in terms of how we treat our planet i think we're like at the bottom yeah but uh i will say though i think there is hope because like our generation growing up is doing a lot of stuff to like there's a lot of companies of that are being created for people like our age or like you know and between our age and 10 years older than us i don't it's like a little bit of a split in generation but they're doing a lot of stuff there's a lot of companies being made um well, that are like that's their whole do, goal yeah there's everyone trying to do the carbon neutral there's everyone trying to do the cleaning of, of different areas we're definitely moving in that direction but mm -hmm. we have to do like a thousand times more to make an impact. Oh, yeah. We gotta we gotta keep in mind that all of this stuff didn't come out until the nineties that yeah. we found out that yeah. all this stuff was bad. So it's gonna take time. I think I mean and honestly we're probably ahead of schedule because we've got we're starting to do electric vehicles. Now we just gotta figure out how to create them without you know making as big of a carbon footprint as they do now then the next step is to first the first step to any tech is to get the tech and all you're doing is you're just trying to fine-tune it fine-tune it fine-tune it and i'm sure eventually figure out some way to make these electric vehicles super duper uh uh either carbon neutral or you know they're to get to the point where put their uh i don't even know what it would be called to bring more than they are harm um it's just gonna take time uh and we've got i mean i think we aren't gonna die in the next hundred years like earth has a little bit longer than that yeah so, you know and on that same yeah. note on that very same note i definitely what you're saying is like yeah we just found that stuff out and to be honest you know we have to start somewhere like I, it, I know that electric vehicles that right now is not the 100% answer but you got to start somewhere and I I do applaud uh, everybody's effort in trying to kickstart eco-friendly things and figuring out how to figure you know find a path of doing something solely and entirely eco-friendly Again, I know my my take was very pessimistic very early on and saying like, hey, this is fine. At the end of the day, it's going to all go away. But at the same time, can there be an impact and can we save our planet 
I think that as long as we all come together, yes, we can probably figure out some crazy solution. Again, if these scientists and people are really making this effort to figure out a way to be entirely eco-friendly, it's going to be great. I think that when it comes to our planet, you do have to set aside the idea of this weird capitalistic nature of trying to make money or trying to own the most this or own the most, whatever that mindset is that is impeding our growth as a society. Because I generally do think that like it's impeding our growth as a race, a human race to advance in technology to always just have that sort of capitalistic nature of wanting to just profit, 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 and, you know, rather than focusing on innovation and being eco-friendly and just having this united sort of, you know, science division of figuring out how to either do space travel or just develop these machines that are working off of solar and wind power. I think, you know, it would be great if our society and our world in general uh, can sort of come come together and unite and I mean I know that they are trying to do these sorts of things which is absolutely fantastic but hopefully a little more focus eventually someday in the future can lean towards that but at the end of the day too I understand that people are people and unfortunately the world's going to be what the world is I apologize for that I would like to point out one more thing yeah before we end this discussion we're talking about electric cars Tesla how much they're not really as efficient as we say they are. But the big topic is lithium batteries. Electric cars have big lithium batteries, but even if you don't own an electric car and you're one of those people that are completely against an electric car for this reason, I guarantee you have a phone in your hand. You probably have a computer, which has lithium in it. Um, you, your kid's tablet or anything like that, or let, if I look at my house personally, two phones, two tablets, a computer, I, I'm sure my Xbox has something in it, and I'm sure my TV has something in it. We also have the alarm system here. All the sensors have lithium batteries in them. Mm-hmm. So if you're not an electric car driver, you are still using a lot of lithium. So yeah. it's not just electric cars. It's modern technology in general that is dependent upon lithium. That's why it's such a big problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. It's not just the vehicles. It's just in general. And I don't even like, I mean, I'm not smart enough. I don't know what the solution would be either because well, we're doing a lot of different studies on a lot of different types of batteries, different materials mm-hmm. we can use. There's there's a lot of active study going on for a replacement of lithium, something more efficient than lithium. There's, a, you know, there, there's studies going on every day. There's new discoveries. We just haven't found that new thing yet. But eventually lithium is going to run out. So really the most efficient thing we can do is find that new technology, find that new way to replace it before we run out of lithium because that's when we're going to have a a war or some kind of bad outcome Mm -hmm. because we ran out of that material. That's basically what 
it seems like humanity is as we use the material we're like uh oh we're gonna run out let's find the next material and so on and so forth and eventually we'll just run out of things to use and either leave or you know it'll be the end so i mean yeah it's a long long time away though people long long time we would have to worry about for our generation Nothing but for if our us. Generation doesn't start working on it. Who who's going to? So yeah. it, is, it is a problem that has to be solved now. But the people that are living now, you're never going to have to worry about it. I'm just I'm saying, be ninety some years old, and it's not going to be a problem for me. I just like what I'm trying to say is, I there may not be a solution. It may just be, there. I mean, we we talk about like trying to find solutions for a lot of things. Some things there's just not solutions for, and that might be one of them. There may we're, we may just keep jumping from uh, non-renewable to non-renewable, trying to create power sources because we need power, and eventually we're going to run out of things to use. I mean, unless they can figure out a way to literally use dirt, like dirt, no materials in it, just dirt, to create these things, like. Everything else is finite. So, even water. So, I mean, eventually we're going to run out of things anyway. So, like, we can we can find solutions for the current problem. But, I mean, we're always going to have this same problem. And, I mean, like, is that really... A, is it at the end of the day, like, if we hit 100,000 years of us having humans on Earth, I've, that's probably a success. I mean... And who knows what will happen after that? I think that said some things there may just not be a solution for. I'm not saying we shouldn't try to find solutions, but if we don't find one, then we should be able to accept that. And on that very, you know, uh, open note, I mean, it was definitely uh, getting into a very interesting topic for sure. So I did want to leave the question for you guys out there is, uh, w- what do you think we should do to uh, help the environment? Is there, do you guys believe that there is a sure way in fixing our planet and uh, adding more years essentially? Or is, is there a re- renewable resource out there that we can utilize that can literally power everything that we're having now? Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Please leave that in the description down below uh, in the comments. Sorry. <laughs> Um, and be sure to check out the description down below as you listen to these word or words from our sponsors. Enjoy High Octane Gaming with the Grim Reaper live on Twitch. Watch the Reaper as he plays through a plethora of game titles such as Call of Duty Warzone, Call of Duty Zombies, Valorant, Minecraft, and more. Join him as he competes against high competition in COD Warzone tournaments for large cash prizes, you can catch the Grim Reaper streaming Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 6 to 11 p.m. CDT. Just search twitch.tv forward slash the Grim Reaper. Link in the bio. Looking for a fun new way to eat popcorn? Then I have the place for you. Kelly's Kernels has 68 flavors to choose from. Try out their delicious birthday cake flavor or their cheesy cheddar flavor. If you want to go classic, the Chicago style flavor is for you. 
Either way, you have a wide variety of flavors to choose from. But that's not all. They offer other treats such as shaved ice, cotton candy, and mini melts. Be sure to enjoy the dine-in experience and bring the whole family. So come on down to Kelly's Kernels, where it's always poppin'. Located at 13226 Lincoln Plaza Way, Cedar Lake, Indiana. Link in the bio. And we're back from a word from our sponsors. I hope you guys enjoyed again. <laughs> it's always fantastic to hear from you. Listen, you guys over here at Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you guys are absolutely fantastic. Thank you guys for always tuning in and listening in this genuinely from the heart. Uh, over, you know, uh, you guys just con- continuously listening uh, to our stuff and that, that's always fantastic that you guys are coming back so please hit that follow please hit that little that little like it does matter listen it matters both on youtube and other platforms because it showcases our content when people are searching for us so please hit that like as well on whatever platform enables you to and again go over to our description check out our sponsors they're absolutely fantastic genuine people go check out the grim reaper again over on twitch if you guys are looking for any gameplay uh to watch he's such a swell guy uh and check out kelly's kernels eventually we're hoping to do some really nice lovely collab we don't know if it's going to happen this season okay it's in the ideas are in the works but in terms of logistics, it might happen next season because May's coming around that corner and uh, this season is almost up. So it might happen next season, especially if we bring them back as sponsors. So I'm just letting you guys know because I remember I mentioned a little teaser of, of something that we wanted to do. It's But it's going to be a very special podcast episode and I know you guys are going to love it. But I just wanted to mention that as a little side note, okay? So again, leave a comment down below anything you want to talk about we're here to talk about it follow us on our social media even though i know we're not as uh you know up to date with it but hey listen we're we're here again three days out of the out of the month or three weeks out of the month so if are you guys please just subscribe and follow us you always see information there when we start doing more social media stuff and get a social media manager on that trust me we'll let you know but still follow us on there because eventually there's going to be tons of updates. <laughs> um, but with that said, let's get into topics. You know, there's a phone we haven't talked about in like forever. It feels like forever, forever. And that is the Samsung. I mean, we, we, ha- we had the Samsung Galaxy S10. That was the last time we talked about a Samsung phone. And that S10 was absolutely fantastic. It had me feeling like butterflies. It was... One of my most favorite phones I've ever owned was the Galaxy S10. It was beautiful curved, but like just bezels, which was absolutely fantastic. It still had a 3.5 millimeter jack. The sound quality on that thing was absolutely fantastic. Under the glass, uh, what's it called? Fingerprint sensor, which worked very well, mind you. And uh, in terms of style and body of the phone, was fantastic and camera quality was great as well so again one of the best phones i've ever owned um next to uh, hopefully in the future the new google pixel 6 but anyway 
we we haven't talked about the Samsung in like forever. And apparently we got some uh, hopeful specs of what's going to be the Samsung S, was it 21, 22? 22. 22, look at that. Lucky number 22. And I'm going to disappoint you right away. Oh God. In the sound category, 3.5 millimeter uh, jack. There's a no with a capital N next to it. <laughs> you know what? That's okay. It doesn't disappoint me because you know what? I'm using those pixel buttons. I don't think the buttons. 21 had it either. It's it's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I was just talking about the S10 anyway. It was, you know, uh, we're, we're moving on, right? They just said, fuck that part. It's gone. <laughs> Thank you, Apple, for making the thing. You know, Apple did it first. Yes, um, the, the trailblazers, if you will. But hit us, hit us with some of those those possible specs, Tyler. I want to know: Is it gonna? Do you think it's just possibly gonna be this? Hold up. This was. I just pulled up a general spec sheet to to run down the whole phone. But the first thing I seen is six point eight inch screen, and it looks like one, two, three, four, five camera type things on the back. I think the last one only had four, so so we have another type of lens. So let's see, where's where's that at? Main camera. Okay, it has a quad camera. So I'm guessing that fifth is a time of flight sensor. Um, does it say? Really good camera specs, but I don't I don't believe it says what that last one's for. It looks like it has a red dot thing in it, so it's probably a time of flight sensor. Um, but 108 megapixel and then 10, 10, 12 megapixel, that's Samsung's been right around those numbers for a few years now, and they've been really good numbers. Uh let's see, the next part that stood out to me was they're going up to 16 gigs of RAM now. But you have to buy 512 gigs of storage to get that 16 gigs of RAM. So I'm assuming this phone's going to be pretty powerful if it can utilize 16 gigs of RAM. It is the flagship Samsung, so I guess so. What? Well, well, let's see. Where's the Where's the processor? Does Does Qualcomm have the 900 series yet, or are we still on 800 series? Does anybody know? I am not too sure. And I'm not sure on. Wow, does this spreadsheet not have the processor on it? They left off on the specs. They left the processor off of it. Uh, well, that's these are speculatory like. specs. So. Oh, spec. Well, it's Android 12, one UI 4. So it's definitely the latest of the latest. Usually they... Are we on Android 11 or are we on Android 12 now? Uh, we are on, I want to say 11, Android 12. I can tell you right now. Give me one second. Well, the Pixels will have 12 first. Pixels always get it first. A beautiful update, too, by the way. The the uh, the Android 12s. Okay, well, I guess we won't get stuck on the processor. It's either in front of my face and I'm just an idiot or it's not here at all. But lithium-ion... Again, those lithium-ion batteries haunting us. But 5,000 milliamp, that's a good-sized battery for the phone. Um, 
reverse wireless charging, they've had that for a while. Fast Qi charging, they've had that for a while. USB power delivery 3.0, I think that's new. Up to 15 watts on wireless charging. Let's see, it doesn't say what, how many watts on normal over the wire, but I'm assuming probably double of what the wireless is. So probably somewhere around 30 watts, maybe higher, I don't know. Um, but still 1440 resolution screen, still not a 4K screen. However, 110 hertz, HDR plus, 1500 nits of peak brightness. That's, I think that's about standard for all the flagship phones now. So mm -hmm. it's a step above the 21. It's up at the top where it should be. Anything special about it? I don't see anything special, although they usually leave the note for everything special. So we might have to wait for the note to see if there's any crazy new features. I don't know. Anything you guys want to add? These are all speculatory specs. Uh, yeah, the website I'm looking at is usually pretty reliable. <laughs> oh, with PSM those specs, does it, does it sound like it'll, like, since I don't really know much, just know, hey, does this phone work good or not? So is it going to, like, from that, would you assume this phone would be, like, Really, really good or like what kind of problems do you think too? well since i don't see a processor i have to That's assume the, the performance one. of last year's processor and it was pretty good mm -hmm. power efficiency wise and everything was pretty good on it um i don't think we had 16 gigs of ram last year so that can always make a big difference in power basically on android the more ram you have the more stuff you can keep running and Android's mm -hmm. out of the box. Their OS says everything needs to basically stay running in the background so you can get to it fast. Well, that kills your battery, so you always got to do it yourself to make it more efficient. Mm -hmm. So out of the box, you're going to want to start doing some adjusting. But all the way here at the bottom, I'm seeing Bluetooth 5.2. Uh, it doesn't say anything about... Where's where's Wi-Fi? Oh nope, never mind. Wi-Fi six. So right there, that tells me they're upgrading to a newer modem, newer chip. And judging from the last chip they had, how efficient it was, I'm pretty sure this one's probably going to be pretty close to the same. But I think that five thousand milliamp battery might be a little bigger. So I'm assuming you'll get about the same performance-wise. I don't think it'll be a worse phone. It's it's going to be the same or better. Just, you know, better cameras, maybe a little bit more storage, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little faster processor, that kind of stuff. But the S-Series has always been, let's jam the newest tech in the cheapest package we can. And then the Note series is where they completely unleash the phone. So the S-Series is always the phone that they try to get everyone to buy. And then they mm -hmm. always have, what is it, like the J-Series? That's what they always... Or no, I think it's now like the A20 and stuff like that. That's the one they try to get the lower-end people to buy. But then all the people that want those super specs, they're always pushing the notes to them. Like, so this line of... The line of phones we're talking about then is like kind of their best phones in a sense, almost. They're like, they just shove everything into it. And see what works and like fine tune it for the note. I would call it their mainstream phone. 
they they call it a flagship because it has all the top of the line specs, but the true flagship is the Note. So I would say mm-hmm. this is what the mainstream you're going to see in everyone's mainstream hand. So this is sort of your not middle ground, but a little bit higher than middle ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I wonder. I wonder if they're working on like a version of an M1 chip right now for their phones. Right, you I know, mean, you Google the... did it. Apple's been doing it for years. That could be a good reason why it's not listed in this spec sheet. It could be something they're trying to hide for right now. Because oh, I like feel like all of these uh, phone companies. Like I don't really know what you want to call it. Apple's not really one, but they're in the industry. It looks, seems like the phone industry. That's what they're trying to go to. Is like a one size fits all chip. Yeah. Um, well, true. Apple's definitely that company, actually. Yeah. They've been I, doing it for years, though. They're always trying to. They're always trying to specialize. I guess is what the best you could call it. Or yeah. Uh, uh, no, I, I believe the that if they were to do that, though. See, Samsung. They've always revolved around Qualcomm. And mm-hmm. even when you go down here to the communication stuff. It doesn't say anything about Snapdragon, Qualcomm, anything. So they might be working on another chip, and we don't know what it is yet. Because usually it tells you they're using a Qualcomm modem or using a Qualcomm Wi-Fi chip, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's not listed in this one, and that's very common for Samsung phones. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it would make sense since everybody else is doing it. You would assume because it's, I mean, it seems to me like it, especially in that industry, everybody's working on the same thing at the same time. Just one of them gets it out a little bit before the others. There's not like anybody working on something groundbreaking the well, others right. aren't already on. And and that's like Google. It makes sense that they came out with it first because Google makes the operating system and now they make their own hardware. Mm-hmm. So now that you have what Google did, which is what you can assume is your ba- your best case scenario, now they can take a Google phone and study that processor and see, okay, it's been out for this long. It's already shown this type of issues. How can I make it better? And then try to do something like that in a Samsung phone. And then now, they, now they're going to try to be one step ahead of Google. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that definitely makes sense for them to go ahead and try something like that. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it, it just makes sense that they would go for that next. They can't fall. Nobody wants to fall behind, especially Samsung. Um, yeah, I think in terms of uh, you know, ultimately thinking about where phone developers and all these software companies themselves are gonna turn out, I think them developing their own in-house chip might be more expensive possibly or who knows if anything actually it might be cheaper um either or my point is is that it's going to definitely offer these uh phones a more cutting edge because they know what users predominantly use on their phone um and what they're most known for and being able to sort of use that data and create something that is going to cater to those particular individuals or uh that are using certain parts of their phone more than other parts 
it's it's going to be a huge plus for them because it's going to make their phone feel more nice, more fancy. Now, my whole point of like us at least looking at these these specs and, and speculating what's going to come about um, is because I mean you haven't heard much from the because they're not really doing the Galaxy series anymore, and now they're in this sort of S twenty two series. And you really don't hear them pushing this flagship device as much and as often. A lot of what I've noticed that Samsung is focusing on is their new, you know, their Z Flip and their Z Fold. Like those are the phones that they're focusing the most on. And I mean, they are very unique. And I think last we discussed a brand out there that says this is a feature we have. And it's flashy. Samsung is always saying, what is the in thing that is flashy, shiny? You see it on the shelf. Whoa, that's different. That's Samsung. So the flip. Everyone's like, oh, we got flip phones? Oh, dang, it's a foldable screen inside? Then then that's why they're doing that. Because that is just the new tech that's flashy right now. So... Where when Apple does that, they redesign a phone, they make it look shiny, they make it a new design, but where Apple gets you is the cameras. Apple has image signal processing, the best camera sensors, blah, blah, blah. Well, Samsung always says, we have more RAM. We have this super fast processor that's usually slower than um, Apple's, but... What Samsung always lacks is they're always using someone else's chip, but they always have their own features such as a fold, or they always have something flagship, big high-resolution screen, a, let's say a optical zoom periscope lens camera. I think we've seen those a couple of times on them. So they always have that flash feature. So this year, I don't see anything special and being that google made their chip the best thing samsung could do for their own device would be making their own chip that might have like samsung's image processing samsung's security built into it you know they they would have to make their chip have something special that brings them to the same level as the other phones that are out right now and that's really those in-house chips that everyone's creating. Mm-hmm. I think those chips are probably the secret sauce for this go-around with phones. Well, you know, you know what other phone has the secret sauce? Sony. <laughs> Sony has a secret, secret sauce because not many people are into the Sony phone. And I know we just had discussed the Sony phone previously. But, I mean, we did kind of want to dive a little deeper into the specs. Um, and by we, I mean definitely Tyler. Tyler <laughs> Tyler <laughs> had these, uh, you know, deeper insights. He wanted to dissect the phone a little bit more. And with the last couple of minutes for the podcast that we have here, uh, we're going to have him do so. We're going to have him dive into so, these specs. I, I was looking into the Sony phone for one reason a little bit. Because it's so damn expensive. It's almost $2,000 for a phone. When we were starting the Bigfoot print phone, 
everyone was like, oh my God, there's no way I'm paying $1,000 for a phone. And now you go out in public and you see a $1,000 phone in everyone's hands. So now yep. it's like, well, what's the next step? Sony drops a $2,000 phone. Now, there's no secret sauce at all in the Sony phone. It's a Snapdragon processor. It's a big battery. It's got Sony's, I, I guess if you want to say secret sauce, it's got Sony's camera sensors. But I think where the secret sauce really comes into play is Sony's camera software. And this is where I think they need to make a, a leap forward like everyone else designing their own special chips because if Sony took their camera software and had their own signal processing chips and everything you probably wouldn't be able to say this phone has a better camera than the Sony I just don't think you'd be able to beat it if they produced the entire thing but they don't so we're not there yet but I was looking into the video software and picture software and, you know, on your iPhone or your Samsung, you, you typically use the built-in camera app. There are other apps you can download, but the majority of us use the built-in app. Well, they simplify it for you. They let the phone do all the processing. They let the phone decide how much light you need. And then they, you just touch the button and it snaps the picture. There's a little bit of manual stuff you can do to adjust, but not a whole lot. Sony has the same feature, but they also have apps on there where you can adjust literally every little setting in that picture, all live data going through the phone. And then on top of that, they've also made this phone compatible with their high-end, like, real cameras, not a phone, just the sole purpose of the device is to be a camera. Well, now you can plug the Sony device into that camera and use it as a secondary display and also control the camera through the apps which I think is a really really big feature on the Sony phone so that's where the Sony phone gets their secret sauce now can you justify that price tag if you're a photographer if you do a lot of video if you need something powerful in your pocket at all times you probably could justify it, but the Sony phone, even though it's an Android device and there's a lot of people carrying Android, I don't think you'll see a lot of these in pockets unless you're that true professional. That's a lot of money. Just that's a lot of money. <laughs> really, a lot of money. Like, oh, that's you can get it's cars for that amount of money. It's definitely a phone that's really after a niche market. You know, it's nothing that is fairly open and, you know, for everybody. It's it's a very fine-tuned niche market. But I think in terms of the Sony phone and, and the focus on this wonderful camera, I think it's it, it could really help in, in, in the videography industry, right, in terms of film and other entertainment. And especially with, like, starting off YouTubers and streamers and... Who knows, even them TikTok stars. <laughs> TikTokers. <laughs> some of them some of them tiki talkers. <laughs> um, you know, we we're having all these hey, that's all my able of, to shoot some really good TikToks. Yeah, we're having this all those influx of out there, you need to spend 
a lot of money on your phone if you want good talks. Yeah. So with this, <laughs> you want to be able to take the talk. So with this, you know, this influx, so to speak, of of media. Uh, and social media and just media in general, right? Because you have YouTubers, you have all sorts of people like vloggers and all this stuff. And for you to be able to now use your, utilize your own personal phone as your source of filming, I think it's very important. I would say to all those, uh, you know, YouTubers out there and other people that are looking for a device that is going to be, the best use for them and that's going to be you know uh, a multi-tool such as this phone because this phone is a multi-tool right it acts as your phone who knows if anything you can use it as your business phone while also utilizing it uh for like business calls texts and as well as using it as a film camera i think it's something that is going to be absolutely fantastic to use and very useful for those people getting into any photography and or videography media, I say go for it. I think it's worth the price tag. The spec sheet sounds absolutely wonderful. I'm excited to see a phone focusing on such a niche. And especially a phone that, it, to be honest, has got to be making some sort of money. Or Samsung, or so, I'm sorry, excuse me. Sony would not be shelling out that money. Uh, for that device, so it, put a link in the description in our um, Discord for you guys to look. Okay. I think this is the big reason why this phone exists. Um, it's a it's well, a vlogging monitor setup that also. I will has... say, go for it. I was just gonna say uh, just a quick comment on like the making money on the phone. It could also be something they're using as offset the uh, profit that they make so they have a lower tax footprint. Um, kind of like uh, how Microsoft doesn't make any money off of their Xboxes. They lose money on Xbox. Yeah, I can see that. Because, like, I don't think... is. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't... It's, is Sony, like, really that big in the phone industry? Like, I, I never really Sony, hear about Sony phones. Sony is big in the camera industry the cameras i know phone yeah. that they're releasing is really focused on its camera ability other than the fancy camera hardware that it has in the phone it's your typical flagship samsung phone it has high-end processor a lot of ram a lot of storage but the camera is definitely it's the selling more point than one the step above any other camera yeah okay yeah so i mean it's possible that they're using the phone because I—I mean, I—I I would imagine you would I guess you would don't know how much R and D went into the phone. A two thousand dollar price tag, I think it's a lot. It would make a little bit of money off of that, but I don't know. They could be using it as, like I said, an offset for uh, profits that they're making off of their camera line or uh, off of that because Sony's also. Uh, so, I mean, they're pretty diverse. They're and I'm glad game. you asked the question. That's why I had sent you guys the link. So if you open the link in the uh, live chat, it has a vlogging setup that the phone's hooked onto. And I, I would say this phone is more useful for this type of work rather than it would be to go to a store and just buy a phone because you need a phone. Yeah. I mean, it, 
could see it. I could see like YouTubers, TikTokers. Um, shoot, I bet you this would probably work for people who uh, stream on Twitch. Uh, using that, that would be a good camera to use. Um, yeah, if if you had your camera mounted up above your monitor or wherever you guys use it, if you had the whole little vlogging setup, it has a little screen so you can see yourself, you know, your view's good. It has a, a mic with, like, the big puffball filter on it. Mm-hmm. It has all of that that you can attach to this phone. So, really, scenarios like that is where this phone really shines. Well, it's like, I know that uh, I'll do, like... Uh people stream on twitch or youtube and it's like they have to have that they're like have a streaming backpack or whatever i wonder i bet you you could probably do all of it from that phone bet you like with that setup it looks to me obviously i think you'd probably have two phones one so you could look at your chat and then that phone that's obviously streaming um i mean maybe i don't know the obs and stuff maybe you can't i'm not sure but will definitely work for like people who do youtube and tiktok and uh like well you know, like facebook this, this stuff. phone has the ability to um export to an external display so who's to say you can't just plug the usb-c into your computer that you're streaming from and you use it as the camera into obs that's true too that's you know, very true there's, there's, i'm sure that's probably a possibility I mean, I don't know what kind of... I've never seen a streamer in real life walking around with all that stuff. I don't know what kind of camera they're using. Uh, it looks like a phone camera, so if this camera is really, really good, then that'll be very, very good. That will that would be perfect use for the phone. Because I don't think, like... I'm being honest, like, all the stuff you listed and stuff, it doesn't seem like the phone is special in any way except for... It's the a camera. really high quality so, camera. If I go back, let's see. Now, keep in mind, we just looked at the S22 Ultra, so we know what the specs are, except for possibly they have their own chip they're coming out with. So, mm-hmm. okay, if I go to the phone specifications, we have, where is, let's see. We don't care about the cameras for right now. We just want to know the, just the phone. So the processor, Snapdragon 888. That's a common flagship processor. Mm. Um, it has all the 2G up to 5G cell bands. It has 12 gigs of RAM. It has 512 gigs of storage. Um, where's the screen? The display I know is a little bit more than most because it's also your camera display. This one's at 4K instead of 1440. Yeah. Um, and it goes up to 120 hertz refresh rate, 240 hertz touch scanning rate. So yeah. that's actually a little bit step above a lot of phones too. Um, USB 3.2 Gen 2, so it's got a 10 gig port on the phone. That might be a little bit higher than some phones, but it's also driving external display, so you might need that. Mm. So there's a couple of things that are camera focused photography film focused on this phone but the rest of it is just your standard flagship android phone so i'm i'd imagine that their market is they're trying to which honestly it's really smart i guess thinking about it is you've got all these tiktok the professional tool that everyone wants to keep in their pocket if they're in that type of market 
So it's a niche product, but I think they're doing it right. I think the price is still high for what it is, though. But I think that they're in a market where they can ask for $1,000 and people will pay it. Because it's, I mean, I'm, I'm looking. They're not at looking for high phone. sales. They're looking for. They're, 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 they're looking for specific professionals to buy. They're not. They're not aimed aiming at. They they don't want to sell. Two hundred or twenty million phones. They're aimed at. Or the, let me rephrase that. They're not aimed at selling like twenty million phones at a decent profit. They're looking hmm. at niche market where maybe they sell a million phones a hundred thousand phones you know it's like a smaller amount because i don't know what the good number would be on phones but like they're looking at small a higher higher price because they're basically trying to sell a luxury item oh justin it has a 3.5 millimeter jack (laughs) it's got all the bells and whistles that we're looking for i'm sorry i just seen it first thing that popped into my head Again, Justin's now buying it. You have our suggestions on the phone, um, and I hope you guys really, really dive into this phone. And if you're really considering on getting a new phone, you're like, you know what? Do I want a foldable? Do I want a a new Pixel? What do I want? Let me let, let us help you with that. What you want is a brand new Sony phone <laughs> with a fantastic camera. Again, if you're in that sort of entertainment field. But with that said, we are short on time. We're going to have to go. We love talking to you guys as always. Again, it's always fantastic to have you here. Please like, follow, subscribe. Hit the bell notification if you're on YouTube. All that stuff does help us find the algorithm and build more of us, the amateurs, the community. Um, And again, thank you to those of you who are always visiting. It's always fantastic. Any comments down below, please leave them. Uh, if you're interested in the Sony phone, where do you think uh, our world's going to go in terms of the, our uh, ability to create renewable resources? And uh, are we going to do more space exploration? Is the best way for this planet or for our human race to survive to be on a new planet? I don't know. Answer these questions down below in the description or in the comments, and then go to the description again and check out uh, all of our links uh, are going to be for our personal links and the links uh, down below. We have link tree. It's going to take it all of these different platforms, and you choose whatever one you so your heart desires. Um, <laughs> and with that said, as always, we love you. Bye.